The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Everybody, welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 937. We are live from the Battery Atlanta today. Great to be back in the studio. Good time out yesterday. I am still full from Maggiano's down in Buckhead, and I believe the staff maybe took some food home. I think Harper really benefited from being out yesterday yeah, he's not shy from taking food uh, home and uh, uh, eating there and then yeah. taking some home and well, eating a second time i never saw him ask for any of it they just brought it out packed it up said here take it home good to be back in we are the college football voice of the south try to give you a little of that every day here on this show home of the braves we're gonna have some braves talk later in the show and as an added bonus, we've got Coach Kirby Smart will join us at 1020 as we get ready for the big Ole Miss showdown coming up Saturday night in Athens. Man, that's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by our good friends at Dupree Plumbing. Whenever you need relief from a plumbing problem, and trust me, it's going to happen. Call the team I trust at Dupree Plumbing. Score $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. Bucks. Big. Take. College football fans, relax. There is so much football yet to be played. A lot of huge top ten showdowns lined up during the final month of the season. I've done the research, and this is what the research says. There are 13 huge top 10 showdown games remaining that will totally impact the top four and the college football playoff situation. Check the list of games that will directly impact who the top four will be at season's end. Michigan, Penn State. Washington, Utah. Georgia Ole Miss, Oregon USC, Georgia Tennessee, Washington Oregon State, Oregon Oregon State, Florida State Florida, Ohio State Michigan. Looks like we'll get a Georgia Alabama showdown in the SEC title game. Florida State Louisville, Texas Oklahoma State, Washington and Oregon. Now, are you concerned about your team? Not getting in the four-team college football playoff. R-E-L-A-X. Way too soon for that. I'll tell you what, though. If you're one of the worriers, and I tell you, my mom worried as, still does. She worries as, I think she's the best worrier that I've ever known. 
And if you're one of those types that you need to worry about something, worry about this. Worry about the college football playoff committee at the end of the process, not fully understanding who the real top four most deserving best teams are. Worry about that. Like USCC fans, for example, right now, the eye test tells me both Georgia and Alabama are top four teams. And don't you just know that anti-SEC sentiment exists on the committee, which is stacked with athletic directors outside of the SEC. They would just love to shut out the SEC, shut them out of the playoffs. And there's your big take. And the Big Take is brought to you by Daco Systems, heating and air for your HVAC repair contract locally owned Daco Systems at DacoSystems.com, keeping Atlanta comfortable one day at a time. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people worried about their team not making it in the playoffs. And we get this, you know, like every Wednesday, I hear a lot of this, especially at the coffee shop as the college football playoff committee drops the the latest rankings that come down on Tuesday night. Wednesday in the coffee shop, that's all the boys want to talk about. About how the committee is, they're not going to get it right. They're totally messing it up. But I tell you what, if I'm going to worry about something, I'm worried about the fact these all, I believe there's 10, like 10 athletic directors on the committee. And nine of them are outside the SEC. So, Road Dog, that concerns me that for all these years during this playoff thing, the SEC, we've, we've gotten two teams in. We've always had a team in there. And they're looking to get back at us because of that. Oh, I 100% agree. I think these people are human, so there's always going to be biases, no matter how much they say there isn't. And I know they have to recuse themselves when they have to at least talk about their own teams, these ADs. But they are conference, uh, there is conference pride. And yeah. I do believe that they are going to want to promote their own conference because it's going to benefit their own conference to get potentially two teams from, say, the Big Ten or the Big 12 in over two teams. Yeah. from the SEC, no Get a doubt. Pac-12 team in there. Uh, yeah, Oregon or Washington. Yeah, I mean, trying to get those two guys in and, and push out maybe an Alabama or a one-loss. Got the Big 12 trying to get a team in there. Yeah. I, the ACC, you know, I don't know. Florida State Florida trying State, to get in there. Yeah, no doubt. I just wish we were in a 12-team playoff this year because we finally, it seems, have like 10 to 12 legitimate teams that would uh, qualify for uh, earning a spot into the playoffs. This is the year we need that 12-team playoff. There's going to be some controversy early in December after the conference championship games go down. Man, I can see it already. There's going to be some people hot over what that committee's going to do on that Sunday following the conference champion championship games. So go ahead and get ready for that. 
Uh, let's talk a little Falcons football off the top today. Huh? The Dirty Birds are in our blood. Rise up! And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Good to see Drake London back at practice. The groin must be feeling better. Not many worse injuries for a receiver than the groin pull. Tough to accelerate getting out of, getting in and out of the cuts on these pass routes. Wasn't it Kincaid that called him Roots? So uh, good to see Drake back out there running around, and hopefully we'll see him doing that in Phoenix coming up on Sunday. Uh, yesterday, man, talking about how these number one draft picks, Pitts, London, Bajan Robbins are not really active in this offense, especially when it comes to scoring touchdowns, which I believe is the most important thing. I mean, these are three straight number one picks, and Art is not taking advantage of it. He's running jet sweeps with the other tight end, for crying out loud. Who cares? Well, we care. Art, we've been loving on the Falcons a long time before you took the job. And it's going to be a long time after you're gone, pal. And again, I'm just not sure how he gets away with this. When he has to meet with his superiors every week and sit down with Mr. Blank, Fontenot, I mean, how does he explain that these number one picks were not taking advantage of their skill set? They're not scoring any touchdowns. All right, so we got the Cardinals on Sunday. They got their quarterback, Kyler Murray, coming back. He's been out 11 months with a torn ACL and rehabbing, and now he's finally ready to go. And uh, as luck would have it, <laughs> it's the week they play our Falcons because that other quarterback they're playing with. Talk about lousy. My goodness. And now we got to deal with Kyler Murray on Sunday. And it looks like they're not putting any limitations on Kyler Murray. Dude, you want to get out there and run around? You get out there and run around, man. No limitations. And they got their running back, James Conner, that's been out with a knee. He's back. And this Cardinals run defense has played tough. They held the Browns last week to less than three yards a carry. And look... I thought this was Art's expertise was running the football. And, man, it does not look pretty what's going on this year. We are trending down a full yard less than last year per carry. Uh, rushing yards per game down 30 yards a game. Offensive line running block, uh, run blocking is down. Third down runs, down two yards a carry. And we've got these backs right now facing contact at or behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, what's going on, Art? This is supposed to be your expertise. It does not look good. I mean, it looks so bad that Art got up and shaved his mustache at 3.45 a.m. Guess he's trying to change the mojo. 
there. Let's hear from Art, though. Uh, Art here talking about the Phoenix Cardinals' plan, plan of attack coming up on Sunday. They'll have Kyler Murray back. You know, what showed up last week, in terms I'm sure they'll try to attack, is mobile quarterback. We're going to play extensions. We've got to get, you know, there's stuff we've done well during the year. Well, it comes up, and it's always a work in progress. So we got to make sure we contain him. He's been dangerous uh, throughout his career. we got to do a better job of tackling and not regard. And we know that he's a weapon. I'm sure they're excited to get him back. Um, and then defensively, they, you know, present a lot of unique challenges. They've got a really good third down package, a lot of different looks they throw at you. Uh, you know, in the run game, you see a lot of multiple fronts. You know, the middle part of that defense, especially on the back end, with starting about Buda Baker, they're it's a salty group. And uh, you know, they try to give you different looks and so they'll throw different things at us. And things that hurt us, I'm sure we'll come back up and we got to fix that. Yeah, but normally, normally I'll let you know when it's a long cut. Uh, just to give you some time, but I think you know now when we play Arthur Smith, they're nice, long, lengthy. Yeah, I got a chance to burn a little coffee. Cuts. Yeah, run to the restroom real fast, come back, catch the end of the Arthur Smith co- cut, and then give us yeah, a comment. I'll tell you what, I want to hear Art talking about why Bashan is not really active in the red zone. There's yeah. so much that David brings. A guy that appreciates line play. I think David's up there with, with the best of them in terms of what he does down in and down out. Uh, the strength he has at the point of attack, the way he affects the game, uh, he's unique. And I appreciate David and the things he does. And Hold on now. You can cut that. loves to play. Who's he David? Absolute warrior. Now, this I've got Slam. no Sorry, idea bro. who David is. Is that Bajan's uh, new nickname, David? No idea what that's about. That was about David Anyamata. These are mislabeled. Oh, Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, I know who Anyamata is. He's been playing pretty well for them. Yeah, he's throwing guys around over there. How about the, the Bichon in the red zone thing? Do we have that? All right, you're still looking? All right, we'll pass on that. We'll just move on. They're not giving the ball to Bichon down in the red zone enough, and that's what he was commenting on. I'm sure he came up with a good excuse as to why. Coming back on the other side, we're diving into the college football scene. Got Kirby Smart coming up in just a moment. Don't want to be late for that. He's going to join us as we come back, and we'll bounce through the SEC, look at what Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida are up to. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. 
And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Show here on the fan 680 and 93.7 streaming at 680thefan.com. Get the fan mobile app. Come on, man, you hadn't gotten it. Got to get this. Listen anywhere, anytime, crystal clear, and that is driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. They'll wow you up and coming at Beaver Toyota. And heads up, uh, we got Chuck and Chernoff out and about. They're going to be broadcasting live at the Buffalo Wild Wings and Dawson, uh, Dawsonville Highway in Gainesville. Got our Atlanta football feast going on. Uh, that's going to happen later today. Fan promo team's going to be hanging out, going to walk you right up to kickoff with some great prize giveaways, great stuff like that. Isn't a better place to be on Thursdays this football season than at Buffalo Wild Wings Sports Bar. Stop in today. See Chuck and Chernoff doing their thing. Hey, I had a chance yesterday to catch up with Kirby Smart. Let's hear from Kirby. Joining me now on the Buck Baloo Show on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Georgia football coach Kirby Smart joins us getting ready for that final home game of the season under the lights. It's number nine Ole Miss. Coach, these fans, what, what kind of message do you have for them this week? Bring it. Bring it. I don't want to hear anything about the, the weather or the temperature. we got to, we got to bring it. Uh, we got to have the best fans in the country, and they got to be loud and impact this game and uh, no wine and cheese party. we we, we got to be rough and rowdy for this one. Coach, nine games into the season, you got this gauntlet here with Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee back to back to back. And how's the team uh, spirits, energy, all that good stuff as you head down the home stretch? Uh, they've been great. They understand the, 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 we, we make it hard in camp. We make it hard in the off season, and um, there's no breaks uh, uh, in any season. You know, each and every week, you got to get up for every game and, and go play your best. And that's no different in the SEC for for every week we've got left. Ole Miss coming in with obviously a really good football team and you and coach kiffin you spent a lot of time together uh, uh both coordinators on coach saban's staff what sure it brings back some memories going up against lane here what was that time like over there at alabama going up against each other in practice and working together over there well most of the time i spent in alabama i had my head to the grindstone and, and worried about the defense and trying to prepare for every day's practice and prepare for the opponent which was not you know, Lane. It just didn't work out that way. Um, we were part of a, a really good staff and um, a lot of uh, talented coaches uh, during that that run during that time that were there. And he was one of those and got a great friendship with him. Coach, this uh, Ole Miss offense—so uh, difficult to defend. Uh, is it everything that you got to deal with? The tempo. Uh, you got a really awesome quarterback you're going to be facing this week. He's got a lot of weapons. It seems like that offensive line has stepped up and playing good form. Uh, Trey Harris getting vertical on some of these pass routes, doing some damage. Uh, the totality, is that the toughest thing here? It's probably the run-pass balance 
and the quarterback. I mean, they're very balanced. Um, they, they run the ball really well. They have great backs that are hard to tackle, and that's the hardest part is, is you know, you're not accounting for uh, how well the backs run and what they get yards after contact, and then you throw that in with um, explosive uh, pass game, great wide outs, and a really athletic quarterback. I mean, it makes for a really tough combination. Watson, uh, I was watching some video of Jackson Dart last night. Just really impressed with, you know, he's got some good touch when he needs it. He can drive it with velocity when he needs it. Ball placement is really good. Uh, a lot to be impressed with with Dart, who's taken a big step forward this season. It looks like. Is that what yeah. you're seeing? He's got, he, yeah, he's got some really good weapons in his uh, arsenal. I think he's second year in with with Coach Kiffin. He's that much better. He's thinking more like his his coach in terms of um, process where to go with the ball. He's anticipating the check they're going to make when they see the look they like. I mean, he's, he's 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 definitely playing at a high standard, and he's a good athlete. You face a lot of good running backs uh, during the course of the year. Uh, Judkins, what, uh, what's his style? Uh, what, what do you see out of him? Thick, lowers, um, very patient, uh, yards after contact. He's, he's, I mean, he's a really, he's got great vision, but he's hard to tackle. And that's, that's the concerning part is that he just runs through, you know, you, you got to be a really willing tackler and get multiple people to the ball. Coach, you guys have recruited at such a high level, and the next man up didn't seem like that big a deal for you guys with the way you've brought in talent. It, it seems like at every position. And, you know, during the course of the year, you, you're going to lose some guys. Uh, Dumas Johnson going down and got a couple of freshmen that played a little bit last week. Uh, how do you see that position moving forward without uh, Jamon in there, without Pops? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, he's he's been a you know a heart and soul and a guy that makes a lot of calls. I mean, he and Smile both share in the, the the calling of the defenses, but they have the ability to rely on each other. And you know, we we get to you know have one of those two in the game most of the time. And now, when you get into your rotation, you may have a situation where one of them's not in, and you gotta you gotta have signal callers. You gotta have people that command the the checks and, and go through the things you have to go through. So um, we've had some some unfortunate injuries. At you know at that position, uh, EJ likes he's been out. There's been several guys out, so we haven't been able to build the depth. And we're going to be you know counting on other guys to step up and play. Coach uh, Pete Golding looks like he's done a really good job over there with the defense. They they sack the quarterback a lot. Uh, so Carson Beck's really played well for you this season. It's going to be a challenge for your offense. How do you see that matchup on that side of the ball working out? Well, you got to protect the quarterback to have a chance to, to win. If you can't protect the quarterback, you're going to have a, a hard time. And it's one of those deals that um, they're going to do everything they can to confuse us, to create mismatches, to uh, try to disrupt his timing. I mean, you can't sit back and watch Tate Carson and say that I'm going to cover long enough. You, 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 you have to err on the side of pressure, and that's what every team's going to do. So our, our job is to answer that, protect him, and uh, protection beats coverage, and, and that's what we got to do. Really? Uh, he's done a great job of spreading that ball around. He and Coach Bobo uh, doing an awesome job with that. But really impressed with Lad McConkey and his playmaking ability. He's really stepped up here over the last couple games. Something you're going to need down the stretch and starting on uh, Saturday too, right? Lad doing the job. 
Yeah, Vlad does a great job, man. He's been uh, huge for us. I hate that he missed um, so much time early in the year for his sake. I know he loves uh, being out there, and hopefully, you know, we, 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 we stays healthy and we're able to keep uh, using his skill set. And coach, your uh, your offensive line has played well this season. Had some uh, injury issues over there at right tackle. Uh, you guys getting healthier over there? Uh, what's Mims looking like? Yeah, the hope is that we, we get everybody back and, and hopefully going to be able to um, play some more linemen to, to help out. We've had kind of a, a, a three three rotation at guard, and uh, and and Monroe's had to play some tackle with the injuries to Truss and, and Mims. So we'll see how it goes for uh, Saturday night. And those backs uh, continue to do the job. Uh, Edwards, I, I've just always been so impressed with his ability to uh, run physical, break tackles, and uh, good to see him at the top of his game right now heading down that home stretch I would imagine. Yeah, we we, we, we got to continue to get production out of the run game, take some pressure off Carson, and that starts with Kendall and Dejan doing a great job with the yards after contact and breaking tackles. Coach, uh, great job. Uh, continued success over there. Be pulling for you on Saturday night. We appreciate your time today. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate it. Go dogs. Yeah, go dogs! Always great to get Kirby on, especially during big game week. It's Lane Kiffin and the Rebels show up. How about them? Oh, yes, sirree. Looking forward to seeing this one. It's going to be entertaining. Hey, got some other big games going down Saturday. Let's break some of those down. We bounce around the scene here. Alabama high noon kickoff in Lexington, taking on the Wildcats of Kentucky. Alabama wins this one. They clinch the SEC West. No doubt the Crimson Tide playing their best football of the season right now. Milrow has just exploded onto the scene, and he's going to need to be patient in this game on Saturday. You got Kentucky. They're playing a lot of zone coverage, a lot of off coverage. So Milrow likes to throw that ball deep, likes to throw it vertical downfield. He's going to have to check that thing down, be disciplined. Throw some of the short to intermediate stuff in this game against Kentucky. I just don't see them allowing Alabama to throw that thing over the top, getting some easy touchdowns. This tied run defense is going to get tested, too. They got a couple of starters that look like they're going to be out. The linebacker Lawson. Injured Safety uh, key out, which will impact uh, what Kentucky's going to do. You know what they're going to do. They're going to line up and try to run it. They're running for over 140 yards a game. They got that Ray Davis that Georgia shut down pretty good. Going to run him and run action fake pass off of that. One thing Kentucky does, they get good protection for their quarterback because they they max protect a lot. Keeping extra protectors in there and only getting two to three receivers out in the pass route, making sure that quarterback's going to get protected. This uh, Alabama team, if you hadn't noticed, this is a big-time second-half ball team. Against Ole Miss, A&M, Tennessee, and LSU in those four games, Alabama has outscored those guys 82-13. to So when it's close at halftime, you might be thinking, hey, Alabama's still going to blow them out. Tied an 11-point favorite in this game. I'm looking at this one for one of the picks of the week coming up on tomorrow's show. 
Another game I'm really curious to see is uh, Tennessee and Missouri, 3.30 kickoff in Columbia, Missouri. And the uh, New Year New Year's Six Bowl opportunity is out there for both of these teams. In fact, it's on the line. The winner of this game be going to one of those New Year's Six Bowl games. The other one, not so much. So this is uh, a lot... A lot on the line here. Missouri's had trouble with Tennessee. Drinkwitz, coach for the Tigers, he's 0-3 against the Volunteers. I'm sure he'd love to turn that around. Hadn't seen Tennessee in person. Got to see Missouri in person last Saturday. Just get a feeling Missouri looks a little better overall. A little bit better team overall than what Tennessee has this year. Uh, how's Joe Milton going to perform on the road? This uh, Missouri defense looks pretty tough. They're going to, as you know from last week, you're going to see a lot of blitzing, stunting up front, trying to get some free pass rushers on Milton. They might want to spy him, too. He's been known to pull it down and run with it. And uh, just looking at the way Missouri played Georgia's running game last week tells me they can play the Tennessee run game really well. Volunteers a year ago, they were throwing that thing around. They were throwing it all over the place. This year, not so much. They're having to run the football more, which is a good job by their uh, game planner, Heupel, knowing his personnel and what they can do from year to year. They've got the number three rush offense, averaging close to six yards a carry. Jalen Wright's been tremendous. Missouri's run defense is really tough. That's probably the key to the matchup right there is how Missouri plays that run. Uh, on the flip side, Volunteers 53rd in college football and pass defense. So Brady Cook, you know, earlier this season, he set an SEC record with 366 consecutive passing attempts without an interception. He's thrown five in the last four games. What? Really impressed with Cook. Should be able to have six throwing the ball around against the Tennessee defense. 3.30 kickoff in that one. Out in Columbia, Missouri. CBS is going to bring you that. Then we got LSU in Florida down at Baton Rouge, 7.30 kickoff, Tiger Stadium. SEC Network has it, and the big question here is LSU's quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Is he going to play? Is he going to start? Had the concussion? There was a targeting that wasn't called by Dallas Turner in the Alabama. If that wasn't targeting, I don't know what is. Put his helmet right on his jaw and then drove him into the ground. I didn't see a penalty thrown on that one. I was kind of asking myself the same thing, Buck, though. You see those hits, you kind of look around, right? Where's the flag? Yeah, where's I mean, the flag? Where's where's the flag? come on. I mean, the uh, official must have been an Alabama man. Jaden Daniels did not practice on Tuesday. He did work out yesterday and got through the workout, going through that concussion protocol, and expected to go out and see if he can pra get through practice today. So that will be key. But, you know, LSU's in really good shape. Their backup quarterback, Nussmeyer, remember him from the SEC title game a year ago? Did some damage on that Georgia team late in the game. Nussmeyer has been on standby, waiting on, on a uh, opportunity to get in and play. This might be it. Florida coming off that horrible loss to Arkansas at home. Napier's Florida record now stands at 11-11. and 11. They're trying to become bowl eligible, need a win to get that done. It's going to be tough to win in Baton Rouge at night, regardless of 
Daniels or Nussmeyer as the quarterback. But I'll tell you what, this LSU defense might be the worst in college football. They are 122nd out of like 130 teams in third down defense. Talk Turn about that. I can say I mean, that just thing. hard. There's a stench, an odor. On third down, when that LSU defense is out on the field, their secondary, I'll tell you what, the 680 secondary is better than LSU secondary. Negative, negative, negative. 87th in scoring defense, they are terrible. So I'm sure Graham Mertz and you got Pearsall and Trey Wilson looking to get some big plays. Uh, Florida wins. They are bowl eligible, and they need a win. You look at... Their final three games. I'm not sure Florida's going to get to a bowl game. So they got uh, at LSU Saturday. Then they play Missouri and Florida State. I don't see a win there for Florida. They might be sitting home come bowl season. Got Auburn and Arkansas. That one goes down at Fayetteville. Four o'clock kickoff on the SEC Network. Hogs got that win last week at Florida. Back home taking on Auburn. They need a win to be bowl eligible. They're just glad they got rid of that Harson dude. Talk about the worst hire in recent memory. Had to be Harson. And uh, Arkansas, a two and a half point favorite in that game. You're in the Deep South, man. Got some quality matchups out there. And looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, first time on 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game only on the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's go back to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Josh Brooks, Jay Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia. And Josh, we're nine games in, man. How you holding up? Day by day, man. Day by day. It's, uh, it's an exciting time. Man, I totally respect the job that you have and your ability to get it all done. You've got to have a twin brother somewhere helping you out, I'm thinking. I would not wish that look upon any other man. So, uh, no, I do have twin boys, but no uh, twin brother. I have an older brother, but he's not as good looking as I am. Well, you more. could bring him in from time to time and get a little help there. So, final uh, home game of the uh, season here, and it's a uh, top 10 showdown. I know a lot of people excited about being in the house Saturday night and seeing this one, Josh. Uh, so, uh, what are you thinking here? You got a good feeling on this one? You know, I, I never uh, – my mind always goes to the parts I can control, right? So I let Kirby and the, and the staff worry about the on the field, but my mind always goes to the logistics and operations of, the, you know, parking, traffic, ingress, egress, concessions, restrooms. So, you know, we, you know you're going to have a phenomenal crowd. That's when our team, um, the event management and facility team, has to step up and be ready because – it's going to be a really large, big crowd, so we got to do our part to make sure we make it as easy for them as possible so they can be loud and make their impact on the game as well. And then you continue to upgrade Sanford Stadium. Uh, how soon does that start after the game on Saturday night? you got some work coming up you're going to get done. So literally we'll clean the stadium uh, Sunday, and the crews will start moving in on Monday and start work uh, for the net for Phase 2 of Sanford. So 
it, uh, it, it actually worked out better for us that the home schedule ends this early in November to give us more time to get ready for uh, next season's work. Hearing a lot of talk up in the press box about where those guys are going to be next year. How, how is that going to shake down as far as where the new press box will be located? Yeah, so it's going to be on the southwest corner of the stadium, which is probably more in line with what uh, more modern venues are doing because that that press box is a great area, and we need uh, desperately we need some new premium spaces in Sanford. So taking that space and converting it into a premium loge area is going to be phenomenal. It'll give us opportunities to put some of our best owners in the best seats in the house, and then when they move, it'll open up some other seats and, and other areas as well. So it'll be a, a, a trickle-down effect of other premium spots opening up. So hopefully it'll have a large impact on a lot of great new opportunities for our fans. Man, you must be thrilled with the job. We got basketball season that's tipped off, and uh, we got uh, the Bulldogs out in Vegas. Road Dog made it back all right. Uh, glad to have him back on a quick trip out west. But Coach White, uh, what they did a year ago with the number of wins from the year before was was pretty much amazing. And now he's been recruiting at a high level. I uh, got some uh, five-star players lined up to make the move, put on that Bulldog uniform. You must be encouraged with what you're seeing out of out of the men's basketball program. I am, and I'm very excited for them to get started at, at home uh, tomorrow night versus Wake Forest. So it's going to be a real great opportunity for, for our fans to see the new faces in this team compete. Um, but I'm really excited. You know, this fall, when you look at what basketball has done and softball and track, um, and so many others, this may be one of our best fall signing classes for Olympic sports. When you look at it across the board, um, uh, you know, by my calculations, I think our men and women's track team will probably have the number one signing class in the country as well. So uh, a lot of hard work being put in by our coaches and staff. And I think that, you know, it all starts in recruiting, right? So um, you put the work into recruiting and it'll pay dividends in the long run. Yeah, they got a lot to sell over there, man. You guys are looking good. And you must be proud of the women's soccer team won the SEC tournament for the first time ever. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's been a phenomenal story if you think about it. Uh, Kadani's only been here for less than two years. And in his second season as head coach to win the SEC tournament, for, like you said, for the first time in history. Um, this is what we envisioned. This is what we wanted when we went after Kadani. And the the early returns have been phenomenal. And I think the future is even brighter uh, under his leadership. So we're excited to get into the tournament tomorrow and host Liberty and then, uh, and keep going from there. But you know, the, the sky's the limit for that program. And, and I'm so excited for him and these young women and all the work they put in. So, uh, you know, anybody that's out there that's, that wants to make a weekend of it, we're gonna have a great weekend between soccer at four and basketball at seven and, uh, obviously football this weekend. So it should be a great weekend for people that want to catch, multiple Georgia events. Yeah, I'm sure they're coming over. Josh, we always appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you soon. You got it. Thanks, bud. Josh Brooks, man, he's busy over there running that Georgia athletic program. Really impressive with what he's got going on. Got some Braves news coming up next. We'll dive into that. You got the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Buckaloo Show, running out of time. It's like a sprint. It's 42 minutes. Did home team get out on time today? Uh, you got a couple extra minutes. I'm anyway, on. We'll, well, Nick and Chris are coming on a little later then. You always start just a couple minutes later. Uh, I'm going to blame it on them. Wanted to mention the Atlanta Braves and our coverage of the Braves brought to you by Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Ron Washington, congratulations. We're going to lose Wash. He's now going to be the manager for the L.A. Angels. Great opportunity for Wash. And sounds like he's going to take first base coach Eric Young Sr. with him to the Angels. So Snit suddenly looking like uh, he's going to have to going to have to uh, maneuver around some staff turnover heading into next season. Uh, Walt Weiss too uh, looks looks like he could be a candidate out in Houston. For their job, although it looks like or sounds like they are leaning towards promoting their bench coach. So hopefully we can hang on to Walt. But uh, it's going to be different without Wash and Eric Young Sr. working with the Braves in the upcoming season. A couple of names being thrown around. Hey, David Ross just got shown the door in Chicago with the Cubs. Could he be coming back to Atlanta and taking one of those jobs? And I'm hearing the name Chipper Jones being thrown around. Now, look, I hadn't checked with Chipper, but that's going to kill his golf game. I think he likes what he's doing right now, not to speak for Chipper, but, uh, you know, you show up when they need you down there, work with them in the batting cage. Uh, this, this sounds like a full-time job, so we'll be anxious to see what happens there. By the way, the uh, the Braves, I'm I'm convinced, will be out there searching for, even though Charlie Morton's coming back for another veteran starting pitcher to plug in the rotation payroll's going to go up dob was pointing that out and uh, i'm all for moving von grissom to left field let him and winter ball play some left field and then we're able to spend more money on getting that veteran top of the line starting rotation guy in here to plug in next season you know a guy like Sonny gray or aaron nola would look good in a brave uniform let's get to the final word Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Um, 
Final word today comes with a heavy heart, thinking about Art Ekman's family. Art Ekman, one of the all-time greats here in this Atlanta TV market. He was the sports director, sports anchor at 11 Alive from 1978 to 1991. So I worked with Art when I was a quarterback at Georgia. He would always be there working the Georgia Bulldogs scene and got to know Art through the years. And he was such an awesome dude. And when I got this... The word earlier this week that Art had passed away, it, it hit me pretty hard. Love seeing Art around town, even in retirement. So my uh, thoughts and prayers going out to his family as they deal with this loss. Uh, Art in the sports broadcasting business for 55 years. Just amazing. Passed away on November the 4th, uh, age of 81. So. Thoughts and prayers, and my heart goes out to his family. I'm going to miss seeing Art around town. That's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show. We'll do it again tomorrow. Stick around. Nick and Chris are coming up next here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.